Hi, and welcome to Dad Flies Too Close to the Sun, DFCS for short. He's Rod. He's Josh. Each episode, one of us will pick a question that the other has no prior knowledge of. Topics can range from the deep to the truly mundane, and we'll do our best to answer them the way only a father and son know how, by talking over each other and never admitting the other's right. We hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This time it's uh, me deciding what topic I want to talk about. And I, I think going off that our first episode was about life, I think it's only fair to make our, I guess, ninth episode about death. Yeah, an interesting subject. So what were you thinking? I don't want to get too controversial and say like what's right or what's wrong about it. But I think what would be interesting to talk about is what do we believe happens once you die? And then what do we believe or what would we like to think happens when you die? You know, taking all this kind of religious knowledge we know and science fiction knowledge that we have and say well actually i think this is probably the way i would hope things happen but you know i don't know i think both of us are probably non-believers in in religion yeah i'm more agnostic yeah it's not that we don't believe in religion i mean it's just that we don't because we i think well i mean it exists people are religious like it's not like we agree that they should be allowed to be religious and have their own beliefs yeah it's interesting i mean do you want to know what i believe yeah let's start with what you believe first um i mean mine's probably not the cheeriest take on things but i just believe that we die in that uh, so it's quite short but yeah i don't believe our spirits go on or the only way that i believe that after death that we continue on is if we've had children or something like that because i guess part of you will have continued on through your children but not in any major way it's not like not in any way you're conscious of it's yeah, not like you, it's not you like passed that. on yourself but, you're you know, aware of it i'm not going to be worrying about it once i'm dead because that will be it so yeah not the cheeriest take and I, I suspect that's why in terms of things like religion it's often very comforting to people to have the idea that there is something after life yeah so they, they don't lose this kind of being conscious because actually this is an interesting thing about i just want you to take a second to think about this right try and imagine not existing yeah it's something that puts me in quite an existential thing if i ever try because like you can't obviously imagine being dead because you can't imagine nothing and you can't imagine not existing at this moment and if we'd done an episode on fear that would be my exact fear so one of the the issues that I, i imagine maybe other people like me who just believe that you die would have would be the idea of not existing anymore it's quite a scary thought so whilst you're saying take a moment to think about it actually it's not something i would do because i have in the past and i do find that quite a scary thought yes i think it's, it's one that really does drive people to try and live life go back to our first episode like i was saying before try and live life full of good decisions or bad decisions depending on kind yeah, of or just live your life yeah as much Be as who you can. are and maybe not worry so much about hopefully what other people think although that's always difficult over the years obviously we've grown up in different ways so my mum was a Protestant and she went to church. So I've obviously had experience of things like going to primary school when I was at um, Sunday school when I was a child and have a little bit of background with going to church when I was a kid. And I kind of have a little similar, not as much, but because the school I went to, even though it was non-denominational, we went to church at Christmas and Easter yeah. time and different services. So I have that kind of experience as well. I think because Catholicism. Your, head, your head teacher was religious. I sometimes think that the non-denominational school had more religious stuff at school. It certainly felt like it when yeah. I was a kid. A lot than more the Catholic was... school, which was a, relig- a school that had religion at its forefront. So it's quite interesting, depending on who you have, leading these kind of things, how often you go to church, how 
involved ministers, etc. Um, if I was thinking about what I think the nicest... It doesn't have to be the nicest. No, but I have a nice like story that someone once told me that they were a child when their mother had died. It was a, a man who was Sikh. And what they believed is... Well, it's quite interesting. His mum had died. He's obviously a young child. So his dad puts out a little bowl of food outside their house just as an offering. And what happens was the next morning the food was gone and there was little bird prints. Oh, you have told me this story. Yeah. yeah. And he believed his mum had been reincarnated as a bird. So it gave him a lot of comfort. And that's what they believe. Or at least that's what he told me. Yeah, it's a really beautiful story. Yeah. I, I, now that I remember, I do think that's a nice way to think about like reincarnation and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So reincarnation to me sounds like quite a nice way, but I'm perfectly sure that if heaven exists and you go there and you know you're with the god that you find that comfort and etc., I'm sure that'll be equally as nice. Or, I don't know, Josh, you often know more about these things than me, but there might be other religions where presumably mostly about you uh, with that god, I'm guessing. But I don't really know enough about the others. But yeah, this this sort of Sikh one and the idea of reincarnation sounds good because I, I think it also gets people to think about maybe not hurting creatures and insects and other animals. Yeah, because and they other could things. have the spirit of somebody you knew or cared yeah. about or even somebody you didn't know but well, that suddenly people care about. Yeah, and it places equal importance on everything on the planet. So in a way, I think it's a very nice kind of religion to do that. There's, um, now I'm not going to try and say any names because I don't want to accidentally mess it up, but I learn about, um, there's this, it's either Native American or Native Canadian tribe yeah. and what they believe, they're on the coast uh, near Washington Washington State and stuff like that, uh, but up that way by Canada, I think. And they believe that like when you die, and a baby's born. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's a hundred percent, but there's a chance if the baby has any sort of traits that look like a person, then they say that that baby has like is that person reborn. Yeah. So I remember the story. It was an anthropologist who went to study them, and the story was this granddad had died, and he had kind of a reasonably distinctive face. And so his, when, like, this baby was born, I don't think he was related to the, the child necessarily fully. I mean, yeah. it's a small tribe, so potentially. But he had kind of a similar distinctive-looking face, and so they called the baby the same name as the grandpa, the old man, and, you know, and said that this was the baby, this was the old man reborn as this child. Yeah. And so I think that's quite nice as well yeah. to think about. I think that, um, I don't know if I, I don't, it, it's a, a double-edged sword. Because it could be quite dangerous, not dangerous, but quite um, upsetting. Obviously, this culture has grown up with this like forever, so they're kind of more used to it. But say it came past that that was true here, and then it's something that people started to adopt. I think it's it could remove a lot of individual autonomy and potentially individuality within people. You know what I mean? If you were like, you know, if you were like to me, oh, Josh, you're your granddad reborn, so we're going to call you after your granddad and you're ah, like your right, granddad. Yeah. That could be a little... Oh, it could be pressure as well for people. It could be to like to add on to things. You, you to didn't live be... up to your granddad who was, a, you know, a famous, uh, I don't know, entrepreneur. Exactly. Um, and so I think that is, it, that is nice as well to think that, you know, you love these people so much that actually when you bring new life into this world, they're never really gone. Yeah. And so I can see that being quite comforting. I don't know if that's the one that I would necessarily want. 
But I think that um, I think that's quite comforting to think about is that, you know, yeah, your loved ones don't have to be gone and they can kind of, because, you know, on a kind of genetic level, if you're related to people, even when they die, you're right. You are still part of them, even for generations and generations. Yeah. You know, your granddad, granddad's part of me and stuff like that mm-hmm. in a little way because of yeah. just how much genetic information's passed down. It's quite nice to think that actually maybe part of who they are as a person, if they were a good person, passed down too. I mean, it's possible that what you in terms of how we raised you, although I think young people always think they're going to do things vastly different to their parents and better, I think they often, as they get older, do quite a lot of similar things, which is why, unfortunately, sometimes if you've had bad experience of growing up, you can follow in those kind of footsteps too, unfortunately. So it's not impossible that some of the things that you enjoyed are like, if you have children yourself, which I hope you do. You no pressure, can, though, of no, course. No pressure. I'm not saying do it now. <laughs> but um, hopefully one day in the future that you would pass down some of these things that you thought were good and hopefully avoid the things that you didn't think were so good um, to your own kids. Um, it's just making me think that you haven't said what you think happens once we die. Well, because I have a very, I have a similar one to you. I, so I'm agnostic. So I don't have, a, I don't have a strong faith in anything. Can you just but... explain what agnostic means? Because I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So atheists believe that uh, you know nobody believe like nothing happens after you die, and there's not sort of any sort of spiritual yeah. essence. And in they're the world, almost perhaps. religious about it. Some yeah. things, aren't they? See, I that's kind of why I think I think atheism is a belief in nothing. Whereas being agnostic, to me at least, is not having belief in anything. Yeah. Because you or don't. So I am as well. Then. Yeah. Yeah, because like I like if somebody said to me, it happens all the time. People go to like say the Grand Canyon or hike Everest and something like that, and they feel like they've experienced some sort of spiritual yeah. awakening because you know they've seen. Or like you, if you go and see uh, Aurora Borealis, like the Northern Lights, mm-hmm. people feel like they've witnessed some sort of religious thing and they, they start to kind of believe spiritually. And I've never had something like that, but I would never kind of stop myself from. Yeah. Have it like I would never if I did witness something that was truly miraculous. I wouldn't be like nothing. Like it's just it's all science, it's all this or that. Because I I do firmly believe that science is really is really the way forward to kind of lead society in the correct yeah. sort of direction, and at least in terms of advancement. That's why we're living much longer, Mac. Exactly. In terms of what I believe, at least the now that um yeah we die nothing we don't go anywhere, and our spirit doesn't like if our spirit is a real thing, it doesn't go anywhere. But people who don't get buried in mausoleums and don't get cremated, eventually, whatever they were in or whatever happens, unless, and don't be this person where you get buried in something that can't biodegrade, because that's that's terrible. Because then, you know, eventually when all these graveyards are derelict and abandoned, your coffin's going to be there and you're going to be dust inside it, but nobody, nothing, it's just wasted space. So, you know, people who do get buried naturally or get buried in some sort of way that allows them to biodegrade, you know, in like wood coffins and stuff like that. Hopefully, their you know their body and their cells become nutrients for things. That's true. And that kind of, I think that's how you live on. I think that yeah, I agree with you. Kind of. So that, you aid the planet in some way, almost. Yeah, you kind of become food. It's like human beings spend their whole lives consuming. Yeah. You know, and like creating and like destroying, and like I, I, I hope that most people's lives are a mix of both things. I, I hope mine's is as well. It's like almost a solely. It's like the last selfless thing you really do. Unless you get, like I'm saying, buried in a mausoleum or buried in something that doesn't biodegrade or cremated, is that you actually give yourself 
completely in death to something else. So yeah. even though it's gross, so the worms and the maggots can eat you, they, they deserve life just as much as yeah. you did. And so it's nice It's nice to think that you're living on through, hopefully, your body just being useful for something else. And recently I signed up, although in Scotland I think we've now moved to a system that... You have to opt out. You have to opt out of your body parts being used after you're dead. But I'd signed up to it anyway recently because I'd thought about that. And I think sometimes people can think... I mean, I suppose, I'm not sure even in sort of our... Like, the, the UK is predominantly Christian, and I'm not sure in the Christian religions what use your body is after it's dead anywhere. It must be more of just a, I think, somewhere for people to go and grieve for yeah, them and, and hopefully eventually remember the good things and pay respects. I guess I was thinking about it in the same way as your genetics. It would be quite interesting that perhaps your lung or another organ might allow you in some ways to live on a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because you've done to... something kind of selfless. Because yeah. when you're dead, you don't gain anything but from But part of your body might go on and allow someone else to live. And therefore, you are kind of living on a little bit as well. So I think it's quite an interesting thought in itself. Maybe that's another way that you could live on afterwards. A little bit. No, I, I agree. I think it is nice. I want to end this episode on kind of, I've never told you about this, but my own kind of theory of what might happen. You know, if, say I was to start a cult or a religion or, you know, something like that. And we definitely should do an episode on starting our own cult. We should, but let's, let's save that for later. But the thing that I think happens when you die is that your spirit leaves you like a ghost, like a Casper the Friendly ghost situation. You exist on this plane where you can still see Earth and everything exists on Earth, but you're like a foot above the ground and everything's like white and ghost looking. So nobody, nobody else can see it except the ghosts. And so it's almost like you're living on a different world because the ghost world is in the normal world. And so I came up with this, my friend, just in case, you know, she ever listens. I don't want to steal credit from her. But we kind of came up with this idea once where, yeah, so every building that's ever been destroyed has its own sort of spirit as well. And so the only buildings that populate this planet a foot above the ground are ghost buildings but off destroyed ones so you don't get the, the empire state building doesn't exist in ghost world because it hasn't been destroyed yet but buildings ah, that have been right. and so life almost goes on in this kind of silly fantastic way where we're like i can see people who aren't dead in the world that isn't dead but i also have my own ghost house and my own ghost this yeah and kind of silly and are they like little ants no because it's only like a foot off the ground it's almost like an overlay like the ghost planet overlays so you'd have people walking around, but you'd be walking around yourself a foot above them. Yeah, so... And like, passing through them so a foot pass, above yeah, them. Yes, so like I'd be passing through their head or something. Like my torso would be going through their head yeah. or something so like that. So if you had a particularly tall person, your groin would be passing through their head. Exactly. It's a little, it's a little comical, but I think it's, it's just a funny way to think about this whole like this whole conversation on spirits and ghosts and death and life. It'd be quite interesting if, yeah, when you die, you don't actually leave Earth. You're just like hover a foot higher and everything hovers a foot higher but there's all these kind of cool old-fashioned buildings like you know things like the colossus of Rhodes or the hanging gardens of babylon that we don't know if they existed or not no you know if they did they'd be there because they're obviously destroyed buildings and things and so there's all this kind of cool old stuff that's populating this ghost world that you know we never got to see originally but that's just my kind of humorous well there you go folks thank you for listening thank you for listening